this one is just a continuation of your uh, absolute sluttery for Jacqueline. <laughs> sluttery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my sluttery for Jacqueline, who wrote this musical <laughs> stars and extra sluttery towards Jeff Flim tonight, ladies and germs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Glenn. And this is Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today Ooh. we are talking about The Trail to Oregon, which is a musical uh, by Team Starkid. Uh, now, we touched a little bit about Team Starkid last week, in last week, two weeks ago, uh, yeah. in our last episode, uh, which was about Starry, which I, I feel like we need to clarify because we didn't clarify very well in yeah. that episode. Starry is not a Starkid musical. Uh, certain members of Team Starkid were also in Starry, uh, but Starry is not associated with Starkid Productions. Um, in any sort of uh, capacity in terms of producing that show. Starry is an entity unto itself. Mm-hmm. This show, The Trail to Oregon, uh, I'm going to swap back and forth every time I say the word between Oregon and Oregon. I, I think my soul. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think my normal pronunciation of it is Oregon. Same. But um, they swap so many times in this show that I'm never sure like what True. the official way to say it for the purposes of the show is. But anyway, the Trail to Oregon. <laughs> it's a musical uh, by Team Star Kids. Specifically, it is written by uh, the music and lyrics are by Jeff Blim, and then the book is written by Jeff Blim, Matt Lang, and Nick Lang, with additional music by Drew DeFore. Um, this show premiered in 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. It ran at Stage 773 in Chicago, and it also had a limited run at the Cherry Lane Theater off-Broadway in New York, which was the first Ooh. time a Star Kids show had ever had a full uh, production run in New York. So, before we talk too much about this show in particular, I think it's important for us to give you some background knowledge about what Team Star Kid actually is. So... I did some research, Alyssa, if you're okay with me doing, doing this bit one. here. I did not. <laughs> take the helm. So, uh, Team Star Kid uh, is a theater production company that began in 2009 when a small number of people gathered together in a black box theater at the University of Michigan to watch a parody musical about witches and wizards in a certain school that they attend. Um, <laughs> the musical... Uh, one of their four performances of this musical was uploaded onto YouTube as a way to share it amongst themselves. It was cheaper and easier than, you know, uh, making DVDs for everyone. So they uploaded it onto YouTube in 2009, and it kind of went viral in a 2009 sort of way. And thus, Team Starkid, or Starkid Productions, was born. And over the last 12 years, they have produced 13 different musicals. Uh, They've had various national tours, concerts, sketch comedy productions, and web series. And they've also released 20 soundtrack albums. 
uh, during their last 12 years as a production company. This is going to be the first episode we do about a Star Kid musical, and it will not be the last. Uh, but these episodes, rather than us doing them all in succession, the way that we uh, would do with a different sort of series, you know, like we did with the Simon Snow trilogy or like we did with Barbie movies, these episodes were going to intersperse here and there uh, on weeks when we really just feel like we could use some Star Kid, uh, some Star Kid in our lives. So uh, this is going to be our first. We are not doing them in chronological order. Uh, but today we're doing Trail to Oregon. Woo. On the trail of Oregon. <laughs> oh, you go for the you go for the high note in that harmony. Yeah. That's what wild. Can I say? <laughs> the oh. soprano me is like, yeah, just go up. It might sound shitty, but balls to the wall. Let's go. <laughs> I have the Jeff Blim energy when it comes to high notes. I guess where it's like I can hit this. Um, I always go for the. I I think it's the note that mother sings which i think is why i go for it because i always sing her songs yeah because i always go for the uh uh when you're playing or a guest it's more than a game that one that doesn't fit in anywhere (laughs) (laughs) like you sing it by itself and you're like what is that it's the harmony line. It's you using your sight singing skills where I'm like, I'm going to pick the top melody because it's easiest. And I also always just sing mouth bass. I'm pretty sure she has the upper part. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's for her, Lauren. Yep. That would make sense. All right. So anyway, this show <laughs> is a parody musical starring six actors, and it is a parody of the video game, The Oregon Trail. Uh, which is, for those of you who were not raised in the late 90s and early aughts, is a uh, computer game that uh, depicts a journey on the Oregon Trail. So you get a party of, uh, how many How many people are in your wagon party to start? It's five, right? I think it is five, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because the the family is, yeah. So you get a party of five people, you name them, and then you try to get them to survive the Oregon Trail and make it to Oregon. And along the way, it's uh, very common for, like, your wagon to lose a wheel, for someone to get bit by a snake, for Mm -hmm. um, someone to starve, someone to get lost, someone to die of dysentery. These are all very common things. It's very hard to beat this game. And Star Kid Productions decided, hey, what if we made it a musical? And so they did. (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) It is so fucking chaotic, you guys. And I love every second of it. You really Mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen next. Nope, nope, nope. So we <laughs> open the show. You see a family of five people all dressed, you know, in old timey clothing. Uh, and the father looks at you and says, good morning. And everyone else goes, good morning. <laughs> and in this opening number, we meet our family. They are farmers from Illinois. Their farm burnt down. And so now they need to go to Oregon to start a new life. Um, During this opening number, not only do these people mispronounce Oregon so many times, but they also have their audience name their characters. Uh, So the cast, I'm sure, has specific instructions. I don't know this. I don't know Mm -hmm. this as fact, but I'm sure this is probably how it works, uh, where it's like, hey, 
this this is the number of syllables or beats built into every song that references my character and so i need to listen for a name that has that many syllables and so they mm-hmm. they literally look at the audience and go what should the name of the father be what should the name of the mother be what about our two darling kids what should their names be and then grandpa's like hey you chicken shit son of a bitch you forgot about me uh, and he's like oh of course grandpa what you what do you want your name to be uh <laughs> <laughs> and they actively encourage you to name them really stupid things. So in the recording that is on YouTube, um, father is named Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. He's Jack Bauer, a farmer from Illinois. All his skills will be useless on the trail. Um, <laughs> mother is slippery when wet and I'm a mother or two. Could have been a banker. Guess a farmer will do. Uh, their teenage daughter is... <laughs> she's looking for love on the trail, the trail. Uh, their seven-year-old son is crabble yeah that's me that's i'm me. seven and i'm male fucking love crap hole um and then grandpa is named titty mitty he doesn't get a solo about his name <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa is often forgotten. But anyway, you meet the family, you name the family, and then you immediately go with the family to Independence, Missouri, where they get all of their materials, or as father says, lots and lots of bullets. Nothing but bullets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> farmers, we don't need food. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of bullets. And you meet general store guy, who uh, is played in this production by Joey Richter, who is a Star Kid regular. Uh, he is amazing, and um, he does the most in this show. He really <laughs> is just... He, he plays so many characters, and all the people in this cast, in this six-person cast, play so many different characters. Mm-hmm. But Joey Richter's really pounding out some greats here. He is. So, in this one scene, he plays General Store Guy, who outlines all of the dangers that await you on the trail. He plays a horny ox, um, and the ox is literally just Joey putting an ox nose in front of yep. It's beautiful. And he also, in this scene, plays Mr. McDoon. Um, we don't know that yet. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to so, do the hand motion. The family learns all about all the dangers that await them, but father is uh, optimistic. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be the greatest family vacation, greatest family road trip. Mother has her doubts. Um, General store guy tricks the father into buying a beat up wagon with square wheels and a, an ox that can't really pull the wagon because there's something physically wrong with it um (laughs) and while this exchange is happening uh mouthface the daughter is being hit on by mr mcdoon who uh is telling her all about the legend of the bandit king who you know preys on families uh who are on the oregon trail and and steals from them and uh will you know like steal uh steal their daughters in the night kind of thing uh he he introduces himself as saying uh name's mcdoon now make the ladies mcswoon (laughs) (laughs) 
And in this scene, we also meet Cletus Jones. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is McDoon's sidekick. Um, <laughs> you learn throughout the scene that McDoon is actually the bandit king, and he's actually been hyping himself up. Mother comes in, interrupts the exchange, mouth faces like, Mom! And uh, Mother is like, excuse me, Mr. McDoon, but you'd have, that better, you'd, you'd have a better chance to get your pecker in a cactus. Uh, he's like oh there's no need to be alarmed ma'am i was just making sexual advances at your daughter she makes me feel butterflies in my penis area (laughs) and and then cletus is like and my name is cletus jones i've killed three people (laughs) (laughs) this is this is the kind of chaos we get anyway they leave they set they set sail on the trail to oregon um Things immediately go wrong. Uh, They're hitting bumps in the road. Literally, the wagon is breaking down. Uh, They're all hungry. Everything's wrong. Mother is, like, the kids are complaining because it's awful. And mother is complaining to father because our kids are crying and are not okay. And you have gotten us into this mess. And how dare you? And father's like, nah, y'all, it's a road trip. It's great. We're having fun. Um... They have to go out and find food. So uh-huh. Grandpa takes the kids hunting. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Sue's one of the best scenes in the whole musical and would, best songs. <laughs> would you like to describe this scene, Alyssa? So Grandpa takes um, Mouthface and Craphole hunting. Craphole is a little sweetie bean. He don't want to kill any animals. They come across a pack of bison, I believe. And Mouthface wants to murder. She wants to taste blood. She, she goes, I'll come hunting, Grandpa. I've got bloodlust. Yes. <laughs> My queen. <laughs> Except she's a horrible fucking shot and, like, doesn't hit any of the fucking bison. So Craphole has to try to shoot them. And so we have Joey Richter playing a baby bison as Craphole shoots his parents. And then he has to. My favorite part of the scene is, like, Oh, I'm just a little baby bison. If only I could could get my shaky legs to run for the first time. time. Oops. I slipped. (laughs) It's my favorite part of that scene. It's just so... The way he looks at the camera, the expression, the inflection of his voice, 10 out of 10, and he basically, like, begs um crapple not to shoot him which crapple does <laughs> sometimes it pays to be an animal sometimes, sometimes don't don't mm-hmm. this time it don't except they can't carry back all the bison so fucking ripped to that family <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it's such a <laughs> I'm going to have to cut out so much of our nonsense from this episode, and I'm ready. Okay. So, okay. back at camp. Um, they've carried back, what, 20 pounds of bison they can, and they've cooked it and eaten it. And Mouthface and Mother get in a fight, um, and Mother pretends to die <laughs> because she wants to teach her daughter a lesson. And so she pretends to die. And then her daughter, like, has 
just an absolute breakdown because obviously like she's a teenage girl and she needs her mom and she's just going through a lot and so like she starts crying and just like is absolutely wrecked by the fact that her mother is dead and her mom wakes up and goes oh god sent me back (laughs) and she's like now you know why you need me you see don't be such a little whiny bitch (laughs) and um uh daughter gets upset storms off in a huff um Mother sings a beautiful song about uh, how being a mother was never in her plans and how she is really hard on her daughter because she wants the best for her uh, and only wants for her daughter's dreams to be realized and to be everything that she herself could not have. Um and it's beautiful, and it's yeah. maybe my favorite song in the whole show. Oh, um, good. It's lovely. And so that scene ends. Um, father tries to convince Mother to have sex, and Mother keeps turning him down, and he finally convinces her, and they're going to do the deed, and she gets bit by a snake. And so he goes to suck the venom out of her leg, but accidentally swallows it and then (laughs) goes on an acid trip, or as the case may be, a venom trip, um, in which it is revealed to him through the voice of... What's funny about it is it's, like, to theater people, we would call it the voice of God. Um, It's it's someone (laughs) over, like, a, a microphone... You can't see the person and you just hear a voice going, father. And <laughs> and so uh, father has this, this venom trip in which it is revealed to him by the voice of God or whatever this uh, being is that's speaking to him that one of his family will die of dysentery. And that person has been chosen by the watchers. Father breaks the fourth wall, views the audience. It's like, what are you? (laughs) They have a whole dance number called Dysentery World. I remember the first time I ever saw this show. They put it on YouTube in like 2015. So I was like a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And I think I watched it my freshman year of college for the first time. And I was a very, very innocent little bean. Um, Like, was could not watch horror films like was very very innocent and this number freaked me the fuck out yeah. the first time i watched it i don't even think i realized i connect i didn't even connect that he was on like an acid trip during the song i was like what the fuck is happening right now i and like it's it's because when he comes back it's kind of they're preparing to bury him and mm-hmm. so you don't know if he died and then came back or yeah. if he was just on a really, really weird trip and his family didn't know what to do with him. Uh, so they're preparing. They, they have a grave dug. They're preparing to drop him in. And he wakes up and he's like freaking out because one of them is going to die. And they're all like, Dad, what's wrong with you? I think, does the daughter says, Dad, are you addicted to snake venom now? And he goes, ha, 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 of course I am, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um. But he's terrified because one of them is going to die of dysentery. The Watchers have decreed it. Um, The Watchers have chosen someone to die. Um, And he's freaking out. Mother's like, you're insane. 
whatever, let's just keep going. <laughs> and they set up camp for the night again and re-enter the bandit king, Mr. Yes. McDoon. But he sets the wagon on fire, steals Mouthface, um, the daughter, and runs away with her. And that's the end of Act One is this beautiful I I don't I, like I wanna call it beautiful, but that's not like normal people wouldn't describe this song as beautiful. No. They describe it as gritty and rock heavy and just like really powerful. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. It's very powerful, but like it's a really good example of a great act one like closer. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. all of the characters sing their own little verses of their yeah. own sort of, like, declaration of who I am. Like, this is my my theme. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's just, it's really well done. It's, so it's awesome. It's so, I love, and we'll talk about this more when we discuss other shows too, but mm-hmm. I, I love when Joey gets to do gritty stuff with his voice. Me too. Doesn't mm-hmm. happen often. Yeah, this one uh, and Black Friday is another one where he gets to oh, do yeah, lots yeah. of gritty stuff with his voice. And I really, really love what he does. It's just so good. Um, one of my favorite lyrics in the whole show happens in this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Joey, as the Bandit King comes on and starts singing the song and Cletus Jones comes on uh, and is like, what are we doing? Tell me what we're doing. What's the plan? You know, how do I go about doing this? Um uh Cletus makes a comment about how like uh how am I supposed to do it and <laughs> McDoon goes grabber bagger any way you want I'm too busy saying what's going on uh <laughs> and I love the absurdity of it it's just so messy and it's so good I love it <laughs> so act one ends okay act two opens we see mouth face in the back of a wagon um and she sings a song about uh it's called lost without you it is another one of my favorite songs from the whole show they really like jeff wrote some really really awesome female solos for this show he really did um they aren't they aren't love songs they Mm -hmm. are very firm like purpose family like i care about the other people in my life to an extent at which I will take my fate into my own hands kind of songs. And I, I love that for both of the female Same. characters in this show. Um, but it's a beautiful song about how she misses her family and how she uh, wishes she had never, you know, like fought with them, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. how she doesn't care what it takes. She's going to find her way back to them. Um, Cletus and McDoon come on. McDoon reveals his plans to make her his bride. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his Cletus. child bride. Yeah, he. Every time he refers to her, he doesn't. He calls her mouth face maybe once. Yeah. Um. All the rest of the time, he calls her child bride, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cletus reveals that he's jealous of mouth face because he's in love with McDoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we cut to a scene of the rest of the family going into a bar where mother just can't stand her husband anymore she Mm -hmm. hates father and so she pays for a mike's hot lemonade (laughs) (laughs) which is how they say it it's how the bar the bartender also played by joey richter calls it mike's hot lemonade um (laughs) and she pays for one or no she pays for a bottle of 
whiskey or something with her mm-hmm. wedding ring. Um, and the bartender thinks that she's proposing, and it's really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she she takes it off with her teeth, slams it on the table, uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, it's not the proposal I'd always been expect, I'd always been hoping for, but yeah, sure, here, c- come here," and <laughs> tries to kiss her. And she's like, "No, no, I'm paying you the ring." in exchange for the booze. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I knew that. Um. <laughs> Mother essentially tells father to go screw himself, takes mm-hmm. their son, and leaves the bar. Uh, father and grandpa then have a heart-to-heart uh, in which grandpa tells him old war stories um, about the lobsters yeah. in the War of 1812. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and father's like you mean the lobster ba- backs grandpa and he goes no the lobsters the lobsters uh and he confesses like his own mistakes that he's made and how he would do anything for his family and he thinks it's time that father manned up and did the same mm-hmm. and father makes the decision that he's going to enter into the bar general store guy who father then holds at gunpoint to get yep. a uh, a new wagon with wheels that are circles. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I want it for free. <laughs> um, so he holds up General Store Guy. General Store Guy gives him the keys, jingle, jingle, to uh, his own wagon. <laughs> they have a little, <laughs> they sing a beautiful little. Yeah. Um, so father sings a reprise of mother's song when the world's mm-hmm. at stake, which is all about the value of family kind of thing. Um, and then general store guy tries to also sing it and just fails miserably. And it's beautiful. It's my favorite thing. Oh, my God. It's such a mood. He's like, nope, that's too high. Okay. And I'm like, bitch, me too. What a vibe. And this might be so. What what happens is, uh, general store guy tries to sing it. He goes for the high note and he just fails miserably. <laughs> and then, like, father's like, "Wow, you really went for it there." And uh, then general store guy says a line. And on the recording, it's, "Well, yeah, it's just really inspiring to me when you do it." And on the YouTube version, it's um, <laughs> on the YouTube version, it's. I know you wouldn't believe it from what you just saw, but I played Tony in Independence Community Theater's production of West Side Story. And um, I don't know that this is actually true, but I've heard a rumor that Joey Richter improvised that line every night. Um, oh, so it was like a did. different thing every night. And that might be wrong. I might, I, I'm, that might not be true, but that's the rumor that I have heard is that he improvised that line, uh, which I think is hilarious. I Uh, I really hope he did. (laughs) (laughs) So um, father catches up with mother and son and grandpa on the trail. They all hop in the new wagon and they go on a speed run. Yes, this is awesome. song. Amazing song. And for some godforsaken reason, I cry every time (laughs) I listen to it. Alyssa can attest to this. We I went can. on a road trip and we listened to Trail to Oregon. It was like the first so- was yeah. the first thing we listened to on this road trip. Speed Run came on and I just started crying. 9 a.m. Gwen's crying. <laughs> I can't explain to you <laughs> why 
I think it's because so the the point of this song is mother decides that nothing is going to hold her back from getting her daughter back. She is going to get her daughter back from McDoon and they are going to make it to Oregon come hell or high water. She doesn't mm-hmm. fucking care anymore. She's taking control. It's going to happen. Um and uh <laughs> father sings the first verse so good mother sings the next verse she sings about uh the queen bee being back to claim her hive yes Uh, it's so victorious it's so good i just cry i i I don't know why it's the same way that i cry at the end of skimble shanks the railway cat i can't explain it i just love people singing victoriously together and that's what it is i cry okay like some people cry at do you hear the people sing or one day more i cry at Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat and Speed Run. <laughs> you know, look at truth, Gwen. I have the opposite reaction to that song where I'm like, I'm gonna beat up a bitch after Speed Run. <laughs> so, no, I'll also beat up a bitch after Speed Run, but I'll do it while I'm sobbing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, they catch up to uh, McDoon and Mouthface and Cletus. Uh, because they come to the Great Columbia River. Mm-hmm. Uh, father says, what are we going to do? Are we going to ford it? And mother goes, no, no. we're going to jump, jump it. it. Amazing. Iconic. Um, and they meet, they rescue Mouthface from the river because McDoon cock has your decided. Cock wagon, Mouthface, face, gonna cock your wagon, Mouthface. <laughs> But uh, he decided that instead of fording the river, instead of jumping the river, instead of, like, going through the river, uh, they are going to you grind up the ox to make caulk and spread it on the wagon like glue to turn the wagon into a raft. This plan fails. They yeah. drown. Mouthface is saved by her family. Um, and then the whole family goes under. And they are saved <laughs> by General Cornwallis, Grandpa's old best friend, who happens to be a lobster. Yeah, when I saw this for the first who time, I had stole for- Grandpa's wife. Fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> Literally, the whole lobster thing, we get to that part, and I'm like, what the hell did I miss? I've been here the whole time. Literally forgot about the lobster thing, because I was focused on speed run. And then, comes full circle. Yeah, so the lobsters that Grant talked about fighting in the war, one of them was Cornwallis, who had been his best friend. Um, who then stole his wife, and so Grandpa left the lobster world behind in shame, including a million-dollar bill with his face on it. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cornwallis, the lobster, saves them all from drowning and gives Grandpa back the million-dollar bill, and they um, find themselves on the state line to Oregon. And at the state line, they are met by a doctor who tells them that all of the all of the healthy members of their party may enter the state but one of the members of their party has dysentery and this is where it is revealed who is going to die that night because every night it's a different death because they uh like dysentery world was correct the audience chose one of the family members to die so every single one of the people in the cast had to learn the same song 
they had to learn five different versions of a scene um, in order to have it be different every night. And the cast finds out live on stage who it is. Like the, the doctor, played by Joey Richter, goes off stage, is, you know, told by stage management who's dying that night, and then comes out on stage to reveal it to everyone else live and in person. Uh, and then they just have to do the end of the show with whoever is selected to die that night. Uh, the song is called You Gotta Go. It's the worst song in the show. Yeah. It's honestly, so it's because they die of dysentery. It's about not only like, hey, you as my family need to move on from my death, but it's also you gotta go as in you've got a shit. Yeah. And it's a lot of toilet humor and we get toilet humor throughout the show but it's like small bits of it Mm -hmm. this is so much of it at once that it's like the one part of the show where i'm like ugh, Eh. yeah it Uh, reminds me of shrek the musical when fiona and shrek have like that burp off you know Mm -hmm. and i i don't i'm not a big toilet humor person i think to begin with so if it's in excess i'm like i don't i don't want this Mm mm-hmm it's just, it's it's a lot, and I, I absolutely love the artistry of all of it. The yeah. fact that all of them had to learn the same scene five different mm-hmm. ways, like all of them had to learn the song. They all sell it beautifully. Yeah. Throughout the song, there are fart noises happening that the actor has to respond to in real time, and it's just Joey Richter sitting on the side of the stage making arm farts. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, this song is actually, like, really well done. I just mm-hmm. don't like, or I should say the scene is really well done. Yeah. The actors all do very well with what it is. I don't like the song. Um, I I just, it's it's so much toilet humor for me that it's, like, the one part of the show where I'm like, eh. eh. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy getting to choose who dies, though. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Because when you watch it on YouTube, they have a recorded ending for each one. So when you get, you watch the whole show in its entirety, right? As a big block, Mm -hmm. as a big video. And then you get to that point in the show and then you get who's dying or select someone to die. And then there are links to each character's death. So you can choose who you want to die um, when you watch it on YouTube, which is pretty cool. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so whoever's chosen to die dies. Um, And the family decides uh, in their grief to take their dead body across the state line um, so that they can all have made it to Oregon together. They take mm-hmm. them across the state line and the pure Oregon air brings that person back to life, <laughs> except in the case of mother or daughter who have just been pretending that they're dead like mother did earlier in the play. Iconic. <laughs> I, oh, I love that twist. And then we get and one of my favorite songs in the whole show. Amazing. A party rock anthem yes. is the finale of this show, which is a uh, celebration by this family uh, in celebration of their newfound riches from Cornwallis and also their new home in Oregon and the fact that none of them actually died of dysentery. They live out Son's dream, which he has been talking about through this entire show, which is to get naked in a lake and go skinny dipping so they sing a song called naked in a lake in which they all strip down and do synchronized swimming to this song uh all about skinny dipping it's an amazing finale jeff blim plays the saxophone in it yeah god knows why (laughs) i couldn't tell you like the whole show you're kind of wondering like oh 
what are my crap holes gonna get a song and then it's this and then there's a saxophone and you're just like you know what i like how this is the way the show is ending they were they were working on the show and uh they were just like i don't know jeff i feel like this last song just really needs something he was like yeah you're right it needs me to play the saxophone and he does and it's brilliant it's so good (laughs) that man is so fucking talented but anyway they all get naked in the lake they sing about it they uh all run off stage father's left alone um mother comes back on with a couple of mike's hot lemonades um (laughs) and invites him to then go and consummate their new lives uh with her and he's like i'll be right there honey chases her off stage thunderous applause end of play yay that's that's trail to oregon um (laughs) yeah Alyssa, uh do you have any ships in this show i really don't think i do because like so much of the show is just it's a family unit the only people outside of the family are played by joey richter (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like honestly i'm not about to ship mouth face and the bandit king when she's Mm -hmm. a child bride and he steals her away usually it's a book trope i like but not in this case with the child bride yeah getting like getting stolen away it's, yeah, it's I, like I, a book trope, but not the like stealing a child in the middle yeah, of the no, night from gross. her family. Oh, yeah. you know what? Do you maybe the Bandit King and um Cletus Jones? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I vibe with that. Cletus deserves some love. I also uh, am here for General Store Guy and the girl that he comes into the bar with <laughs> yeah. at the end, who's like, "Oh, General Store Guy." <laughs> <laughs> I do like that, and I wouldn't even thinking about mother and father and i don't even say i ship them Mm-mm. they're just there i'm vibing with them they're chill mm-hmm. dad's kind of a ditz but <laughs> you like that i guess uh oh gosh i also uh for whatever reason i ship cornwallis and grandpa's wife yeah okay yeah i'm down for that i just I mean, want cornwallis to be happy he's good for him great. i mean yeah, he, he did save the family and, like, gave them money. So, like, you know, he, he deserves the world. Sorry, Grandpa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so then, Alyssa, I, I will ask you also about um, favorite songs and favorite characters from this show. Oh, that's a tough E. Because, like, you know, you have your, the songs that, like, are your favorites to sing but you have your other songs that are like your favorites to jam i think my Mm -hmm. favorites to jam are wagon on fire Mm -hmm. um speed run naked Mm -hmm. in a lake and the opener i love gone to oregon Mm -hmm. and then generally my favorite song to sing is lost without you that's my jam if we did a production of this i want to play mouth face yep yep Mm-hmm. it's like every fiber in my being my favorite character is every character joey richter plays because he does <laughs> such a good job like he'll walk off stage come back on completely different character i love him oh iconic we need to talk about there's this so during speed run um there's this portion of the song where the whole family starts chanting faster 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 and they do it like three times and every time they sing it faster and during that period of time in order to like uh show that the wagon is moving at an accelerated rate joey runs backwards 
on the stage. Like, like so he, picture a stage. Picture the wagon facing stage left. Joey enters from stage left and then runs backwards across the stage to stage right. Comes back around, does it again in a different hat. And he does that like four times during that <laughs> sequence. It's so good. It's so good. Every little small touch Joey Richter adds to the show just makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I also like Crap Hole. I just, Lauren Lopez is a comedic queen and I love her. Mm-hmm. I want her to play every comedic role ever. I also love Mother. I think I have like a favorite favorite. Like I like the whole dynamic of the family. Mm-hmm. Mother's a good time, though. I like her mm-hmm. character arc the most, I think. Yeah. What about I think, you, Quinn? Oh, gosh. I think I, I agree with you on songs to jam with. Uh, Wagon on Fire and Naked in a Lake and Speed Run are, like, chef's kiss. Uh, the opener is the perfect, like, I'm going to start my day kind of song. Uh, I mean, you can't get over a song that starts with, good morning. Like, it's too good. Um also, I reference that song so many times, and so few people know what I'm talking about. Like, if I walk into a work, if I walk into a rehearsal at work, I'll go, good morning, and so few people actually know what I'm doing. One time, one time, one of my coworkers responded to me correctly, and I, like, screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. And I said, good morning. And one of the guys in my rehearsal went, good morning. And I went, ah! <laughs> The only appropriate response to that. Um, but favorite songs to sing. I also love to sing Lost Without You. It's a great belt in the car song. Yes. Um, and, um, oh gosh. Why can't I remember the name of Mother's Song? Oh, when the world's at stake. When the world's at stake. Yeah. Um, That one I really love because the same way that you really want to play the daughter, I really want to play the mother. Um, (laughs) Like in our dream cast, because we have a dream cast of this with our friends. In our dream cast, you are daughter, I am mother. Yes. Um, It's a beautiful dream cast and it needs to happen sometimes. Yeah, we do. Uh, Favorite characters? I think crap hole is my favorite character but i love all of them mother is also mm-hmm. up there uh the only character like the first time i watched it i chose my least favorite character to die so i chose father and father died the first time i watched it because i couldn't stand him uh and then the more i watch it the more i appreciate jeff blim's absolute chaos demon energy oh, i love it so much just speaking of Alyssa, let's talk about jeff blim's chaos demon oh, energy oh goodness i don't know if i'm ready for this. <laughs> this man is like the most chaotic actor i've ever seen in my entire life like we have an acting teacher at school and he always told us to make bold choices and Jeff Flim is like, okay, hold my beer with every bold choice he makes. Because <clears throat> it's not even a bold choice at that moment. He's like, how extra and how fucking kooky can I possibly be as this character in this scene with my singing? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just see how high I can sing and, like, go for it. That's Jeff Blim as a, as a performer. And I thrive off that chaotic energy. For some reason, I'm into the chaotic energy he has. And I don't know why but i am (laughs) no but i get it i mean i i've described and you'll i'm sure you'll agree with this because i've said Mm -hmm. this to you before 
I've described my boyfriend as having Jeff Blim energy. Yes. Um, and it is an inherently attractive trait. Uh, and I don't know why the chaos demon energy is an attractive trait, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because, like, they have the element of surprise on their side. So you're like, I really never know what I'm going to get with this person. Like, I'm just going to be entertained 24-7. <laughs> Honestly, it is quite entertaining. But <laughs> it's, I love Jeff Blim in this show. I love Me it too. so much. Um, I mean, in the opening number, Mother makes a comment. She's like, uh, could have been a banker. Guess a farmer will do. She looks at Father and says, why did you get to choose? And it's scripted that Father, uh, because he's Jeff Blim and he was the composer, goes, well, honey, I wrote the show, so guess that's just how this one goes. And she goes, well, we're not going to get very far as a bunch of fucking farmers. <laughs> And there's just so much good Jeff Blim energy in this, and I adore it. Yeah. And it's it's so good. He's so insane. Yeah. And I stan. Absolutely I, insane. I stan it. Maybe that's why the Act One Closer is so good, because there's just, like, chaos energy exploding out of it. Mm-hmm. So much so that, like, it's a good time. <laughs> I mean, they have Lauren Lopez as the sun come on stage and do an interpretive dance with red scarves to symbolize the wagon <laughs> being on fire. <laughs> oh, she's one of my favorite parts of this show. Part two. Mm-hmm. There are just so many good little one-liners in this show. Yeah. Like, it, it's not... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. I wrote down one of my favorites while I was rewatching it, uh, and I just need to share it with you. Oh, so it's a running theme that Grandpa hates the father. He yeah. he hates that his daughter is married to him. He they do not have a good relationship, and at one point, <laughs> at one point, Grandpa looks at his daughter and says, "What does the devil carry?" And she goes, "A pitchfork." And he goes, and who else carries pitchforks? And she goes, farmers, I know. And he looks at her and then looks at the audience and goes, I rest my case. Farmers are the devil. (laughs) He's so salty. Grandpa's like, he's here, but he doesn't have like a ton of like lines and stuff. Like every time he speaks, iconic, so good. From the first moment of the musical, first verse, before we've even gotten into the first proper verse of the opening number, it's, uh, uh, we're we're on our way to Oregon, and Grandpa goes to Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) When he's questioning, he goes, what, I want to go to Wisconsin, my legs hurt. (laughs) Me too, Grandpa. And all of us Wisconsinites are like, yeah, we love Wisconsin. God, I wish I would have been able to see this in Chicago. The fact that I didn't mm-hmm. know about Starkid until college hurts my soul practically every day because they were really right there. And I could have mm-hmm. like badgered one of my parents, definitely my mom, into taking me to a show. And I didn't. One of my friends who's a couple years older than us. Uh, he and his wife saw Twisted live <gasps> in Chicago. Yeah. Oh my god. Why do I people know. have to I'm live so, my dreams? I'm so jealous of him. <laughs> Damn, people out here really live in the life you want for yourself, but you were 14 
and unable to go to Chicago by herself or afford musical tickets. <laughs> so I'd love to share with you a couple of fun facts I have about this show and my relationship to it. Please do. Um, one of the fun facts is that uh, there is a monologue in towards the beginning of this show in which the son explains how he's experiencing new things by throwing things off the back of the wagon to see how they bounce and by putting things in his mouth to, you know, learn about them. Um, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It's one of the best monologues in the whole show. It's amazing. And one of my friends used that monologue to get into drama school oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was her audition monologue for college was the <laughs> that thing goes right in my mouth monologue oh and she god. got in i was just about to ask if it worked you know what lots of good content in the show can't blame her for using that monologue. It's comedic gold. So good. It's so, so good. good. Oh my, oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> Every time she reminds me of it, I just I I'm like, you're my hero. <laughs> Literally, I wanna be like, here's a cupcake, you're the best. Thank you for being iconic and doing the most. <laughs> I also want to talk about the costumes in this show specifically the women's costumes in this show because i need you to know that the exact dress that the mother wears and the exact dress that the daughter wears were dresses that we had students wearing in my high school production of sherlock holmes stop it right now <laughs> fucking stop it <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's what's so hilarious to me is the first time I watched this show was after we had done the production. We did that show my senior year of high school. I watched Trail to Oregon for the first time my freshman year of college. And I watched this show and went, I know both of those dresses. How do I know both of those? And then I went, oh, it's because I had to look at two other girls wear them all night long. Every time we did Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> you know? Which is, first of all, neither of those are, like, now that I think about it, era appropriate for Sherlock no. Holmes. <laughs> no. They're, they're just high school <laughs> drama teachers like, you know what? It's a long dress, and it looks like it's period. Not this period, but maybe but another one. A period. It's a period in history, so good enough. And I'm wondering if the Starka team said the same thing when they saw those dresses. Like, you know what? It's a period, and mm -hmm. good enough. The thing is, though, I believe them more in Trail to Oregon I do than I do in Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> well, I'm like, it's a musical parody. Doesn't the costumes don't have to be era appropriate? You know. <laughs> imagining you watching it for the first time and being like i feel like i've seen this before i don't know where i literally sat there and i went that's pepper's dress and that's the flower girl's dress what the, huh was that huh <laughs> i needed you to know i really love knowing those facts those are my new two favorite fun facts <laughs> oh my god
god. I'm still stuck on the monologue. I'm also just... <laughs> I think it's because I'm imagining doing that monologue for, like, our audition class and our audition tech class mm-hmm. professor. And I feel like I wish I had his reaction to that monologue because he would oh, like it. He would love it. He would die. Can yeah. you imagine him oh sitting god. in the corner of... So He'd be, like, our, cross-armed our, and be like... Our audition, like, monologue audition prep class took place in a black box theater on our Mm -hmm. campus, and the professor who taught it had a specific seat that he always sat in in that theater, and it was, like, up in the highest corner, and he'd sit in that corner and just watch you do your work and then give you feedback, Mm -hmm. and I could just imagine him sitting in his corner, just, like, bent in half, because we've seen him laugh at something before. We've watched him really enjoy something comedic before, and I just want that reaction to be aligned with this monologue i do too because i know it would be this like star kid is his brand of humor and i wish he watched it me too (laughs) my last act as a student at that university was to send him a star kid show and say hey i think you'd really enjoy this you should watch it and i don't think he ever did and i'm disappointed (laughs) i am too because i know another girl we were friends with told him the same thing same musical and i'm not sure if he watched it (laughs) disappointed because it's basically hamlet on crack what's amazing is that i know at least one other of our old professors listens to this pod oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit out so much crying of laughter in this episode. <laughs> I I don't want to blame Jeff Blim, but I have no one else to blame, so it simply rests on his shoulders. How you could do what laughing. they do in the show. In the show, they blame God because God yeah. is a vicious, two-faced prick. Is their <laughs> chorus that they repeat multiple times in the show. God burned the farm down. God is the reason they ran out of food. God yep. is the reason that their wagon breaks down. God, God is the reason over. one of them. God is the reason one of them dies of dysentery. So throughout this whole show, every time something goes wrong, they go, "Oh, it's God's fault." <laughs> what a vicious two-faced prick there's one scene where something is very clearly father's fault and he goes well honey that's just god's will and mother goes oh my good friend god is at it again well when you see god let him know that i'm very angry and if he does something like this again i'm gonna chop him up into little bite-sized pieces and feed him to my starving children Oh, mother just constantly roasting father is like the I thing that brings it. me joy. I love, I love it. it. Like oh. fucking rake him over the coals, girl. He's fucking up real good. Oh one my, of my God. friends. One of my friends played a daughter in a virtual production oh. of this show over the last year, and I was like, oh my God, Emery, I'm so jealous. The lengths at which I would, the things I would do to do this show, (laughs) never ending. Well, and this is one of the few ones that actually has rights out. Yeah. So, like, this one in musicals? And the guy who doesn't like musicals? Are those, like, and I think Twisted as well. And Twisted. Okay, that makes sense. But, um, yeah, like, if if you wanted to do this show, you could. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to do this show. Yeah, I want (gasps) to do the show. 
Alyssa, are you ready for a zillennial quiz taking time? I'm so ready for this. And this is like the first time I don't have a preference on who, on which character I am. Like the wind will blow as it may. Okay. I, okay. I will not be surprised if we got the same answer for this one. All right. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I can go first. Let me just get my thing situated. I'm Jack Bauer. <laughs> really? I'm Jeff Lim. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Very surprised. They didn't give me a description, but that's okay. Okay. I'm Mouthface. I'm the daughter. <gasps> oh my God, girl. Yes. Yeah. Like it make it makes sense to me, but like I these are these are these are uh, results that are surprising to me. You as Jack Bauer is wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't think I can see this, but also <laughs> I was not given a character description, and generally I need that to align myself to what you are telling me that I am. But I'll believe it. Sure. I'll take it. I'm like sure. you know what? I'll I'll be Jeff Lim. I don't think I'm chaotic enough for that, but I'll take it. Alyssa, do you have any final thoughts about the Trail to Oregon? I, it's a really good musical, you guys. There's also a fun thing that Star Kid does that I'm just realizing is like they make these parody musicals, but also they add a lot of heart and a lot of good like character development in there. Like all their characters are really well done, like three dimensional, and obviously like they're artists, they know how to like structure a character. But like it's nice because in some parody shows, like they just care about the jokes, and I think that's what makes Star Kid such like well rounded. And, like, they make such good musicals because of this. It's, like, a good balance of, like, funny and heart. And that's exactly what this musical is. It's chaos, funny, and has a lot of good heart and soul to it. So just go watch it. Go enjoy it. It's a good chill um, Friday night kind of pop it on and eat pizza sort of musical. Yeah, it's a fun time. Uh, I I agree with that. I'm surprised that we didn't bring that up earlier, that, like, these shows are hilarious. Uh, This one in particular, I think, is one of my favorites mm-hmm. um and it's it's absolutely bonkers hilarious and i adore it but it's got so much heart to it and those are the moments that i love the most like we, we talked mm-hmm. about our some of our favorite songs are the songs that give you a glimpse of that humanity and that heart mm-hmm. uh both mothers and daughters solos are very uh heart driven they're very intimate looks into their souls and i love that Mm -hmm. uh and so yeah this is a beautiful show with a lot of heart that's gonna make you laugh like nothing else uh it's also the perfect road trip album yes i highly recommend it uh i listen to it on more mornings than i should on my commute to work so (laughs) yeah i feel like i listened to that this morning because i really needed a a kickstart to my day and it Mm -hmm. was perfect for it but go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's free to watch uh, and listen to it. It's yeah. on pretty it's much awesome. every streaming service free to listen to. So, And that's another thing I like about Star Kids Musical is, like, they are readily available to you. They are all on YouTube for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's yeah, very easy. They're accessible as hell. Yeah, there are a couple of concerts and stuff that aren't on YouTube, which obviously I respect them doing. You know, yeah. like, you've, you've got to make money somewhere. And so if that mm-hmm. means that some of your content has to be behind a paywall, you know, that's fine. I get it. Um, but I, a a lot of their, like, normally formatted musicals are totally free to watch on YouTube, so there's Mm -hmm. really nothing holding you back except yourself, and don't let yourself hold yourself back. That that sentence didn't make sense, but don't do it. (laughs) 
No, don't do it. Sometimes they're a little long. I think this one's one of the shorter ones, though. Yeah. This. So, well, it, if it's not one of the shorter ones, it's one of the ones that drags the least. Yeah, I was like, the the part of this show that quote unquote drags is the bar scene, which yeah. is all of ten minutes, and so like yeah. it's fine. A lot of other Star Kid shows, and we'll discuss this show by show as we as we move <laughs> forward, um, will reach a point in act two where it feels like it drags yeah. uh and the show doesn't have that the way that other shows do so whether it's actually shorter or it just doesn't drag i couldn't tell you yeah, yeah. i, <laughs> I haven't you. i haven't looked at the runtime of all of them to know um <laughs> yeah all i know is when we would like sit down as like a group of theater friends and watch star kids show and we would watch this one like i was always the most invested in this one because mm-hmm. it has wonderful pacing <laughs> Yeah, I will say if uh, you have never watched a Star Kid show before, this one's a really good one to start with. This one's a good one. I would recommend this one actually mm-hmm. over my action, my all-time favorite, which is Twisted. Mm-hmm. Like this one's a good starting point. Yeah, uh, this one gives you a really good sort of crash course in Star Kid humor and the structure of their shows, uh, and draws you in in such a way that you will want to watch the rest. So yes. go watch Trail to Oregon. It. Do it. You'll enjoy it. Alyssa, where can they listen to this podcast? Okay, guys, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, give us a five-star rating and subscribe because we want people to find us. Yeah. Uh, If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at T-Squee. Or if you want to send us some longer thoughts, you can always send us an email at tnsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. What should they send us this week, Alyssa? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, wait, yeah, I want some I Bandit King and Cletus Jones fan fiction. Ooh, that'd be fun. Otherwise, be uh, write me some essays in defense of the actions of any of the characters. Ooh, write me an essay a persuasive essay about why a character should die. Like <gasps> yeah. why why is there why is there one character in particular that should die and write me an essay defending that position. I would love to read that. Yes, I want to see that. <laughs> Please do. If you say Jack Bauer, I will understand, but also I will be sad. Yeah, because you're killing Alyssa. Don't kill Alyssa. Yeah, don't kill me, guys. Please don't. <laughs> I like being alive. <laughs> All right, friends, thanks for joining us this week in the Chaos Kingdom. Uh, We will see you later. Okay. Okay, bye. bye.